0: What's it called? Don't worry by Happy with Harry Er Stuyler. Here's my podcast. My podcast. you doing? Oh, you're looking well. How's life treating you? Are you keeping well? Isn't it? That's what grown-ups say. Are you keeping well? How's Bill and the kids? Oh, did she get into book side? <laughs> Is she buried under the patio floor? Oh, the jaw dashes. That's uh, some very retro referencing to open up to you there, which will probably be an absolute delight for the people that listen in America. In fact, I'm actually doing you a favour. If you don't know what Brookside is, Google it, listen to some videos. Also, while you're at it, maybe do the same with El Dorado. Thank me later. And that was the day, (laughs) Harriet. Lost the whole of her following. <laughs> Following's good, actually. Tell you this. Seeing as I'm seven episodes, it, well, tell a lie. This is the eighth. Got 5,000 listeners. That's bloody good, isn't it? That's almost, that's just under, no. Yeah. That's just on no, what's that? That's about 800 an episode. Is it? I don't know. We'll say about that. Either way, it's very nice of you. See what happened then? I stumbled my word because in my head I went. Either way, I'm going out of my mind all the answers, and then I knew that I'd said that before on it? so I couldn't. So that is why there was a half-second break in one of my words. Anyway, hope you well. I've had a good week, I think. Yeah, I think I have. I've been very busy, which is which is good, I guess. Yeah, I've been. Oh, I'll tell you this: was in the big smoke. Yes, that's right. Where's the big smoke? No, am I confused with New York? No, that's the big apple. What's it called, the big apple? Is it shaped like an apple? No. Might be. I don't know. So, yeah, the big smoke. I went to London on Friday, and then fucking somewhere, I don't know where I was then, and then, where was I then? Oh, then I was at the Mcuntliffe Festival, but I've realised, I don't think I've been saying it right, and I ain't even saying it, like I've, I wonder why people look at me when I say it, 'cause it Macnulif. I'm well aware of the word that's strong in it when I say that, but it's what it's Welsh, isn't it? So it's got a lot of owls in it. Lalas. McClannis maybe. McClannis was there, and it was absolutely fantastic. I just think big up to oh my god, when I just burr did the b on my big up. The worst pain i've had a terrible pain in my mouth you know i've got oh it's 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 wisdom tooth problems i've had wisdom teeth problems for the last probably three years and my e. and i think it's made me miserable you know because i just like me and my boyfriend spent the whole weekend together going here there and everywhere like do like doing gigs like come with me and we just didn't even speak to each other Well, we did like a little bit, but do you know, that's weird, isn't it? And I'm not really worried about it, but I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think it was my ear. My ear is like, every time... Sorry, I just wiggled around then. Every time, do you know what, I've wiggled around to get earbuds. I feel like that might be the problem. Can you hear me? Harriet, you don't... You can't have you jamming your ear with an earbud. People might not even hear me and sadly that's the point i've got my face is so dry so i've i put like loads of cream on it and then i wondered if because my lips are dry so then i thought maybe if i put the cream on my lips and then i just ended up eating half of my face cream and also it's run out of shower gel so i've been using a uh, shampoo and it oh it, it hasn't half irritated my vagina oh not even irritated like it's such a like not even like a full-fledged fre- irritation either. Like a just sneaking up on you when you're about to go to sleep. And bad-slash-awkward vagina feelings are the worst when you're just about to go to sleep. So I shouted at my poor boyfriend last night because my vagina was so agitated. And, I mean, the poor man is like, spent all day working with people that <laughs> are probably kicking off like I am. And he comes home after, a, I think, a 14-hour sh- Oh, my God, Harry, when are saying it like this? I know, I feel terrible. I just get these fucking rages. Like, I'm like... I can't even describe it. I, I just get so raging. And then, because the shower's not working, the water's coming out underneath the nozzle instead of through the nozzle. What, what is that? Has anyone ever known that to happen? I haven't. So then you, you've got the nozzle above you, but more water's coming out below you i'm like where do i put my head do you know what i mean so i was kicking off about that and then he's just oh do you know what i think i just need to really be nice to him to make up for how i've been this weekend i was horrible because we're going to london there was traffic in it why did we decide to drive to london and i think it's my my new vision i've got this new power right and I think it really is gonna be a gift and a curse, quoting Monk. If anyone, oh, if anyone's listening to this, this is and you didn't like Brookside or Al Google Monk, and all will be fine. Oh, I love it. It's this detective called a uh, play by two, Tony, Tony and he's got obsessive compo- like it's the worst obsessive compulsive disorder, but he's a genius and it's it's a comedy. It's so funny but quite it's got like a sad undertone pretty much that's how i roll really anyway i've got maybe i should actually get my own tv series being a detective because my new show you know is about being being a detective yeah so my new show is about being a detective and yeah so i keep so i've got this special power now and i've always had it but i've only just realized i've got it so basically, I've got this special power where I look into someone's eyes and I see all the sorrow that they've ever felt. Yeah, it's a tough power to have, to be honest. But I've always had it, I think. And then it kept... In fact, no, I can't be too specific. Let's just say, within the last year, I did a gig. And this woman was was there. And then I just looked in her eyes and I was just wanted to cry. Oh, it's just. She just had so much sorrow. Oh, then, when. I, after I'd been on stage, she hugged me and she felt like my mum. In that. <laughs> so I know. And then, and then, well, I think I know why I found. Why I saw so much sorrow, because then I met her fucking husband, and he was the biggest fucking ballend. Sort of women should be in the kit. You know, the, so. I just knew he was the type of guy that would just constantly make her feel like she's got a great deal being with him and that she's inferior to him and all this business and i bet she fucking waits around on him like nobody's business so yeah so maybe i don't and maybe i don't i don't know but then so right so i've thought all of this and then in the break of the gig I'm, I'm going home, walking out, and then I see this... Because I couldn't see her to say goodbye to her, and I've just felt like I wanted to... well, it was, well it's, it's polite anyway, isn't it, to say goodbye to someone that you've met? So, But I couldn't see her, so, so then I'm walking out of the venue, and then in the distance, I swear I see her, but, like, she's just walking towards hills because it's, like, proper in the middle of nowhere. So I said to Marvin, I said, Is that that woman over there? And he goes... Yeah, I think it is. And I was like, are you sure? And he went, no, I'm not sure. So anyway, so I thought it was her. So I've shouted, goodbye, lovely to meet you. And then she sort of turned round and looked like, well, I think she'd actually, I made a jump a bit. And then I realised someone who's anxious and obviously needed to escape because it was like a busy, a busy gig. I think another example of our husband just fucking ropes her into everything despite what she wants. So anyway so that <laughs> this is, you might have got this all wrong no well no it's embedded i've got such a strong feeling about this anyway so then yeah so i've bloody petrified the bloody poor lady by accident and then as we then driving out she's sort of walking back and it, yeah it was her so i was like oh nice to meet you and then she just i don't know she just looked like really dazed and, and now i can't stop thinking about her what does that mean I said to my friend, Big Johnny P. said to him a while ago I had this vision, I told him my vision, and he was like, Harriet, <laughs> that's just what someone put on Facebook, so that wasn't a vision, what happened there was, I just looked, so that's that. Yeah, so that's been it really, I've been busy doing this and that, I need to be nice, nicer to my boyfriend, don't I? What can I do, do something nice for him? I think, isn't it, that's, that's the thing you've got to realise time is short and time is precious and you got you can't take for granted the things that you have i mean i don't think he would because i'm despite my flaws i am a legend so i don't think he'd ever dump me god imagine in the next episode next episode next episode no he's dumped me and i'll be heartbroken but no i don't think he would but that's not in fact let me tell you this so yesterday i watched an episode of first date and this guy was on it, and he uh, managed a shop with his ex-wife, so he's newly divorced, because he managed a shop with his ex-wife for like 20 years, and their only days off, because they managed a shop, so only days off were separate days, so they just completely led different lives, and then by the time they'd realised that they hadn't, even been like together it was too late and the love was gone and I'd hate that because I know that my boyfriend is the perfect person for me and he's just so lovely so lovely and funny and you know some people that are lovely they're a bit wet well he ain't wet it's more like oh, I really about to say tepid he's not tepid tepid's worse than wet okay it's not wet he's not tepid I'd say he's shiny yeah that's right, shiny hands off ladies he's mine so so yeah that's what I'm saying I was gonna gonna say something then and I thought oh just go down that road won't, won't we I was gonna say well you know I think I probably took my mum a bit for granted and then obviously she's not here Harriet can we not have this today please you've got shit to do Yes, I have. I've got, I'm hoping. I said to you, didn't I, last time that I might have some good news this time? Well, I'm still hoping I might have good news, but it's been bank holiday. Do you know what? For people that do what we do, like stand up and that, I fucking hate bank holidays. Because if you've got admin and you've got gigs to apply for, you've got this, you've got that, especially so, you know, with Edinburgh not so long away. You've got to just, there's been two bank holidays in the last, in the last bloody, um, yeah. Why is there being, I fucking ain't two double bank holidays. I live in, like, I'd say, I'd say overall, I mean, I'm definitely not, but overall I'd say the area I live in is quite a middle class area. And I tell you, I went for a pizza after a gig on Sunday. And bloody how, oh, how was breaking loose? There was bloody, let's just say... Everyone wanted a pizza. Everyone was wearing suits and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it wasn't kicking off. they just like, everyone was just hungry, to be honest. And there was this guy and I looked at him. I was like, where have I seen you? And then I I remembered he was on first dates. honestly. You know these people that think they're a legend and their friends think they're a legend? No, that's not right. So they think they're a legend. Their friends don't think they're a legend. You know these people that... They think they're a legend and they're very sociable, which is why they think they're a legend. But when the fact is, they're just a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, that's that's this guy I've seen that was on first dates. It's just, come on now, grow up. And then when you get, and then these sorts of people, when they get called up on something, when they're like, oh, would well, you not think maybe this? It's like, um, oh, well, you know, that's how I am and I ain't going to change. And I think fair enough, don't change who you are. But if you're just being a ballend, that's not that's not an excuse for for what you are like. Wasn't so much like when really he looked like a fucking what were them flowers? Bill and Ben, the flowerpot men, looked like a fucking flowerpot man, right? And then and then he's rang his friend in the toilets in the first day. DJ Fosse, right? Because that's. That goes along with the fact that they're all legends. And, I mean, who is he? He sounds like... Isn't that a character in The Muppets? Anyway, so he's rang up his friend and gone, Ah, oh, they've set me up with a 47-year-old grandma. Do you want to wind your neck in, you floppy-headed twat? Like, the woman was half the woman that you are. And then at the end, when they were like, No, oh, we're not really feeling it. Then he's gone, Oh, no, you've actually got quite nice, nice eyes and I quite like you now. No, you've just, like... Being rude that she's a forty-seven year old grandma. Uh, that's just how it is. People are gonna be forty-seven and grandmothers. I don't think I don't think you can use grandmother as a detrimenting phrase if you're forty-seven. Well never. Especially if you're a good grandma. Oh I haven't even done any of them yet. So hello, welcome. Nice to nice to be here. Yeah. Yeah, things have been good, I think. Um, do you know what? I'm loving... I've been doing my Edinburgh show. And I've just had a great time with it. I've, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I've even... This is how much I'm getting into my Edinburgh show. Oh, I've only gone and ordered a latex badger mask. That's right. Hold on to your ponies. Lock your daughters up. Your cousins in a stable. Yeah, it's, I'm just having so much fun. And, and then, do you know what's really good as well? It's like... Because I think with my style of comedy, it's never like it's easy to get downtrodden sometimes because I don't get the gigs that a lot of people get. Because I think um, I'm like my audiences that like me tend to be tend to like niche quiches. I think that's the category I sort of fall into. But then, you know, the last few previews I've done. To have people specifically wanting to come and they know where and they've come to watch me. I think that's just, that's exactly like the right direction. I quite find it quite moving to be honest. That's happened at, the, at all the last few ones that I've done. Isn't that great though? It's just, I just think that's really positive. Right, I'm stop bigging myself up now and get on with my shiz So, number one in, on my articles metallica right so basically there's a band called blistered earth and they are a metallica cover band and they got their equipment stolen and then the real metallica replaced their equipment how nice is that i mean my first reaction was i bet metallica stole it do i mean maybe because i wonder if that ever happens imagine if blistered earth were becoming better than Metallica. I wonder if that ever happens with any tribute, ba- uh yeah, any tribute bands that just like the actual band is just proper caning it, and their larynxes are suffering, and, and their fingertips are getting rigor mortisy, so they can't like twiddle their their uh plectrums so much anymore and then and then the um so it's like the tortoise and the hare, and then slowly and slowly slowly and slowly the cover bands like coming up and everyone's like "Whoa, these are brilliant and then one day the cover bands are shimmying in oh like i know we're metallica cover bands but we did this song and i was wondering if you like this oh well blow me sideways that is very good Metallica haven't released anything in a while. Oh my god, Blistering Earth! Yeah! Hello, Wembley. We're ever so sorry to tell you that we've actually had our kit stolen, so we can't play anymore. So yeah, maybe that's what happened. You know, it might not have happened. You know, you'd be silly if you were quoting my words. (laughs) So that happened. And I think, you know, I've been cynical, but... It's the generosity, really, isn't it? That it's all about. And nothing else matters. <laughs> I not care for what they say. I don't care what they do. Just ask you in the fountain, you. So, next story is... Family of six boys donate 17 feet of their hair after one of their friends died. I was like... What the fuck? It was just a shitly written article. So I've read that and I'm like, what? Why? did So what happened? So someone's friends died and then suddenly the parents are there grieving in the front room and then the front room just fills up with all this hair because these boys have donated it. I thought, is that what... is that what's happened? Sorry, but hair is a shit consolation for... The death of a lovely person. And then I read properly. So that's, that's what I've been taught to do since I was five. And then I've seen that in fact what had happened is the friend had died and then there is this charity that for people with things like so cancer, alopecia, things like that. So then you donate your hair to them and then they, they make wonderful uh, hair pieces, wigs and that. And that is called Locks of Love. So that's so I actually got it all wrong, and what they do is fantastic. I had a friend at school that had alopecia, yeah. Although, when I was, uh, yeah, when I was like really ill, once my hair fell out, like just clumps of it, and I thought it's because I dyed, dyed it pillar box red. Or oh, maybe it was a bit of both actually. And then a few years ago, I thought, oh no, my wit ill again because my hair was falling out. But and I just bleached it too much. And it looked like Singapore noodles. It specifically, you no know, of. If you've got any other type of noodle in your head, then you're wrong. Harriet, stop bullying people into what they can imagerise. Right. So, in fact, all this, this all flows nice. Because I just said about a hospital. Do you gonna do that? That's gonna be really old by the time you. Well, to say this quickly, so you know the marathon. There was a guy called Matthew Reese that helped this other guy from uh over the finish line. Do you see that? See, that was weird for me because there's a comedian called Matthew Reese, and I was like, oh, I didn't know he did the marathon, and uh, but it wasn't him because it's quite a common name, I guess. Well, I'm saying his name's shit because he's great. Harriet. If Matt Reese was listening to this, he wouldn't think that you were saying his name was shit. Now you've made it weird by saying that you're not saying that. Fine. Well, so what's the answer? I don't know. Just probably just edit it out. And if you don't, just do a little disclaimer here. Alright, this disclaimer Matt Reese, I don't think your name is shit. I think you're a legend and I think you're very funny. But I'd probably think you're a better person if it was you that did help this other guy over the finishing line at the London Marathon. Okay? FYI. So, the real Matt Reese, not the real, <laughs> this other Matt Reece, Uh he's part of Swansea Harriers. He stopped to help this other runner to cross the line. What's the other runner called? Well, it doesn't matter. You don't want to embarrass him. No, he's not embarrassed. Sometime. Like, your legs go away. My legs will go away after running a mile. Probably a mile. You know how dogs' ages, dog years, are different, are smaller? That's what my miles, my one mile, would be like. So I'm saying my legs would go weak after a mile, but that would be a Harriet mile, so that's only 10 years. You get me. So the other guy is called David Wyeth, right? So he's helped him... Cross the finish line and then David Wyeth's running club which is the the Chaltern Runners Committee that is rubbish see the Swansea Harriers no wonder Matthew out was you know at a position to help him out that is I mean it's not really original but Swansea Harriers sounds more agile than Chaltern Runners Committee sounds like they're gonna they're going to run for five minutes and then enter a blooming entry into Britain in bloom. But Chalton, they're my bread bins because that's Manchester, isn't it? So maybe I could help, help them. So Chalton Runners Committee, if you're listening, how about Chalton Chuggers? Chalton Chuffers. Chalton Charismatic Buntings you know, I've got many of these, but, you know, I don't really want to waste much more time on my podcast, Chorten, the Chawton Chodes, yeah, have that one, okay, <laughs> so that's that one, that was good, and then, finally, so this is good, did you know the rate of violent injuries have gone down in the UK and Wales so people injured in serious violence has dropped by 10% in 2016 compared to 2015 so that's good but then I thought does that mean that that's just serious violence so there's still the 10% hasn't gone down in just violence and then since 2010, a decline of 40% in people needing treatment in hospital after violence. 40% gone down. That's mad, isn't it? That's, like, really good. Then I thought, hang on a minute. This is, like, Tor- this That isn't at the time of Tory Britain that that's happened, and I thought, no, that's not right. You know what's happened there. So there's a decline of people needing treatment in hospitals, and that is because they're just being left to die on the streets. <laughs> that's your answer to anything to do with the Tories just like well they're just letting people that's what you always say well don't mind me I'm just dying on the street no nah. that got... yeah it must just be well yeah situations must be better so that's that's good I genuinely hope that is the case and I do not think that is down to the Tories I think that is some fluke people are probably dying more of depression as a result of them. And then so that's why the violence has gone down because everyone's too depressed to be violent, too depressed to have any strong feelings about anything. I love the NHS, always have done. But although I do think about it was odd when I was in hospital. Yeah, there was one time I was left for like 10 hours and, and then when I finally got seen, they were like, oh God, yeah, you, you are dying. You Couldn't see, like I had an x-ray and you couldn't see like any of the any of the organs cause it like in my chest cuz it was just thick with what was it like pus i think something shit cuz then i had to like bend over and then like i had to have an injection in my back where it's like draining like, all this fluid but then The guy that did the injection was my friend Hermione's dad. And it was really awkward because I was at that age where I was like, who knew? You can see my bra. Barry, that was the least of your problems. You had a bloody chest full of pus. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's funny what bothers you, isn't it? Because then as well, whenever anyone come and seen me in hospital, everyone's faces was, like, really shocked. But I didn't really know why they were shocked, because so I must have looked like shit, but you don't really look in the mirror when you're in hospital, and they didn't have tweezers, so I was in hospital for so long, and I didn't pluck my eyebrows, so I probably, maybe that's why they were looking shocked, because I looked like Maggie's arch nemesis in The Simpsons, that baby with the with the brow, it's very hard to maintain, eyebrows I'm finding, like I just have the most... My eyebrows now—they—they they grow out like Daddy Long Legs legs. They don't grow across in the shape of an eyebrow. I think that's it's great injustice because my mum and my brother have great eyebrows, and then me and my dad, ugh, we've got eyebrows like Caesar dogs. How did my brother get good eyebrows? It's just not fair. But anyway, I think I've waffled on once again. Ah, oh, I fucking tell you this: I went out with this guy right when I was in hospital. And, I mean, I never liked him. Because so I thought I was a bit frigid when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I just know that, well, I I've been too exposed to far too much stuff already. Come on now, please. Um, Yeah, because, like, all my friends would, like, be shagging these boys and that. And then I just wouldn't want to. And now I know. It's because they were fucking weird and hanging. So then I was going out with this guy when I was in hospital... And then when I was first in hospital, well, A, it was his fault because he fucking, I was like, I need to get home because I am ill. And he was like, no, I haven't seen you for ages. But by this point, my appendix had burst. But I did not know. So he's making me fucking go on the beach and fucking trying to get me to go dog in. And then, uh, and then when I finally, when I got to hospital, he's then told everyone that I'm not allowed visitors. So then people haven't come with me. Uh, come to see me straight away when that was just a lie luckily i was that popular that they come anyway oh my god i just smelt the oven and realized i've put food in about 58 years ago right that old chestnut area what do you mean that old chestnut i was wrapping up anyway motherfucker. so thanks ever so much this has been nice get in touch add me on the twitter thing, home slice at bipolar boy boy at bipolar happy pods do that keep liking keep sharing tell your friends it's, it's fine. I really pretty, genuinely really appreciate you listening uh I like to think what I do is a bit different so thanks for rewarding me with your ears fairly well thanks have a lovely week now that was my podcast, my podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. My happy. My podcast. My podcast.